This October, Overwatch 2 arrives. I'm going to give you a rundown on what to expect from the new free-to-play, team-based shooter game. There are a ton of epic heroes to play, each with their own unique abilities, personalities, and roles. Charge into battle as a guerrilla scientist, take aim as a cybernetic super soldier, or heal up your team as a rollerblading DJ. No matter what mode you play, work together to get that dub. Overwatch 2, free to play October 4th. On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you to the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports friendly perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith, Andrew McKinnis, and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Tuesday, February 1st, it's Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, Jimmy and Andrew momentarily as well, ready for a huge Tuesday slate, the last big card before the All-Star break in NHL action. We've got 11 games on tap, and we will, as we always do, analyze them every single game uh, on the board here for this Tuesday, as we always do on the Ice Guys show. For the first time this season, we will be bringing you our first Ice Guys live betcast tonight, 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern. Tonight's the night. What's that old song? I think it was from a play or something back in the day. Tonight's the night, whatever. Anyway, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, we are here uh, for the betcast, uh, all 11 games. You know, I'm going to keep it going as lo- long as possible. You know, there's really no 7 p.m. until da-da-da-da-da. We really have not determine when we're going off the air it's really you know if the late games are one-sided and there's potential for that you know two of the late games are arizona colorado and buffalo vegas you know you worry that maybe they get out of hand if they do maybe we'll shut it down early but right now the plan is we'll go through the entire early slate we'll be on with you for the betcast tonight and then we'll go through the uh late games as well uh tonight for as long as possible so uh looking forward to it it's going to be me alex the crew uh, as well, joining us, Alex, just for a bit, but uh, you're going to at least get to see what we do from a betting standpoint in terms of live wagering concepts we look at, you know, how to time your live wager, look for things like team goes on the power play and they're carrying the play, maybe a good time to step in with a next team to score type of prop, those kind of things. And we'll uh, obviously show you, you know, some of our live betting philosophies tonight uh, on the show. A reminder. If you want in on the BetCast in terms of appearing with us on the stream live during the BetCast tonight, get in quickly because the requests are filling up. You know, it's like the lineup outside the club. You know, we can't let everybody in. You know, we got to, unfortunately, there's only 10 people, I think, per at a time uh, on the StreamYard uh, live stream. So if you want to join us at any point tonight during the BetCast, send a DM to me, Alex, Andrew, anyone on our crew uh, and we will make sure we send you a StreamYard link. If we get to a point where we have 10 people at the on the stream at once, we will try to, you know, spread everything out throughout the course of the night, 
you know, and allow some other people that are maybe waiting in line, so to speak, a chance to be on the show and on the BetCast later on. But, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to it. Our first BetCast is the first time we've ever done one of these during an 11-game regular season card. So uh, it's going to be no shortage of hockey and no shortage of opportunities for us to look at from a live betting standpoint tonight. Uh, Alex, uh, thoughts from you uh, last night, the BetCast tonight? I'm uh, looking forward to it for sure. Well, yeah, with, with the BetCast tonight, I'm looking forward to that. Like I said, I won't be able to stay on for the entire night getting ready to travel, but I will be on for sure during the first period of most of the 6 o'clock games. And as I go down the list, we're looking at about six games that are starting right at the at, so 6.05 Central, so 7.05 Eastern. Uh, and there's a couple of them I have circled that I will be playing, uh, you know, first periods or full game totals adjusted uh, based off of the number we're seeing currently. So I talked about this for a while and now you guys will get to see it uh, in motion. Hopefully they, both of them will cash, but uh, like I said, just kind of, you know, the theories and the process. And, and, and on top of that, it's just going to be a lot of fun too. I mean, you know, we'll all have our drinks. I got my bottle of champagne already chilling. So uh, it should be a really fun time tonight and uh, looking forward to it. The beer's in the fridge. Uh, the beer's chilling as we speak. We got lots of it. Uh, so we're, I'm ready uh, for tonight. No question uh, about that. Uh, Jimmy's ready. Jimmy's going to pop in. I know he's got uh, Bruins duty, other things tonight, but Jimmy will pop in for a little bit as well tonight. Jimmy, how are you? I'm good. I'll, I'll be on. I'll stay on, guys. I'm actually not on assignment as the uh, game reporter, more as just a reaction columnist reporter tonight for Boston Hockey Now. So I'm going to be able to stay on with you guys for a, a while. However, I apologize. I can't stay on long right now, and I want to pop in and say hello and uh, say I'm really looking forward to seeing everybody tonight and, and just giving my plays quick. There's a big story potentially about to break in Montreal, and I'm working on this right now. And uh, Let's just say that the coach is not as safe as he thought he was. Wow. So there you go. I don't think I need to drop any more clues or hints than that, uh, what might be about to go down right now in La Belle Provence there it, in uh, yeah. Montreal. So, so let me give you these plays quick, guys. And I, like I said, I look forward. And one game, I'm gonna. I've already got a, a few plays on right now as the Penguins Capitals. But I think that's gonna be a fun game uh, to bet live, just because. Look, both these teams kind of. I know the Capitals won their last one, finally broke free and scored some goals. But both these teams kind of been a little more average and up and down than they would like lately. And whenever they get together, it's a fun game, and the scoring tends to kick in. So. Uh, I'm looking at the over in that game, guys. I'm looking at the over in the first period. Uh, and I'm also looking at John Carlson uh, to get over a half a point. I believe I saw him at a half. Yep. Yeah. And I want him to get over a half a point and also score a goal in this game as well. Uh, and then for the other play, my other play and the only play so far, I'll probably just do a lot more live tonight since we're doing the bedcast. Uh, give me the Bruins on the puck line in the first period. I, I think they come flying out of the gate after really getting embarrassed in Dallas the other night. All right. Like in Boston early to really up there against uh, the Seattle Kraken who are wrapping up their road trip, who have been very feisty on this road trip. I got to give Seattle credit beating Pittsburgh, you know, tied up the Rangers and could have had a point in that probably should have had a point. They'll play the Rangers Sunday. So you like a uh, Boston minus a half first period puck line. And then the first period and full game over with uh, Washington uh, and Pittsburgh. I mean, that's one of the spotlight games, of course, just because it's yeah. Ovechkin and Crosby for the uh, millionth time head-to-head. Uh, <laughs> -head. uh, so, yeah, looking forward to that. And don't worry about saying John Carlson over half a point. I've, I've said that before. It's, i got to okay. train myself to say John Carlson to score a point. 
Right. There you go. That, that's what you want to say. There's no such thing as three quarters of a point. You don't get. Three I know. Well, guys, I was going through the same thing earlier today because yeah. every website is different. Every website says something different when you're punching it in. And it's so true. It just it just feels so weird to say that this guy to get over a half a point. It's like, all right, <laughs> let, let's just get him to get a point. <laughs> I, I, I learned on Sunday. It's important to see where exactly they type those things out, because that's how I was able to get under 12 and a half uh, in, in the I, second period. I still can't believe, that way <laughs> I can't believe they honored it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Still can't all right, guys, it. have a good one. Eh? All right. Okay. Jimmy, all right. We'll see you tonight. tonight. Cheers. There he is, a little cameo from our guy Jimmy Murphy here tonight. That's a cameo on this show, not cameo, that dopey app that people are using in sight. Uh, uh, that's another story. Uh, waste of time that is. What a freaking waste of time that is, but that's another story. Uh, Some Andrew, people are making a shit ton of money on yeah. that app, Ian. So. Yeah. I want my family and people that are near and dear to me wishing me happy birthday, happy anniversary, uh, great, great, good luck with your marriage, all that shit. I don't need some uh, stranger, even if it is some famous celeb doing it. Sorry, uh, Andrew. Uh, anyway, welcome in. Uh, that's a little rant there impromptu. How are you, Andrew? I'm doing pretty good. You know, uh, obviously, it, it's 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 one of those things where I, I was running so hot for, for a decent amount of time and uh, cooled off a little bit. You know, last night, uh, small losing night again. So, you know, it's kind of been Splitsville or or small losing nights for a couple of days and a sm catching myself in a small slump. So. What better day to break out uh, of a slump and have a massive day here than than this card tonight? I think it's a good card. Uh, we got the betcast coming up tonight. Uh, I just put a tweet out, you know, kind of confirming what I've been saying here uh, on, on the Ice Guys about uh, that I'm going to start taking these props more serious. And, you know, I have been, but it's going to be consistency with me. You know, you guys aren't just going to get every now and then a, a random goal score pick from me or a random point prop. I'm going to be adding these in and come prepared every single Ice Guys show with these. So, Super excited about today's show. Um, I, I will. I gotta say real quick, actually, because I gave out yesterday on the show. I mentioned that plus one sixty, Ian, about uh, those three teams, the three teamer, and with the Leafs comeback, it actually almost came to fruition. Uh, so that would have been that would have, or yeah, with the Oilers, uh, you know, choking it, um, that would have been kind of nice to hit that. But uh, yeah, best bet on the show, I ended up going with the Oilers puck line. The best bet on the show should have been. The Panthers in puck line, but I cashed that one as well. But uh, yeah, look forward to today, today's show. Um, some good games and uh, some good marquee matchups, which is kind of, you know, why, the, you know, in the NFL, I, I really veered up towards more of the prop betting market. You know, you saw that game, both games the weekend, in the NFL. It's an unbelievable what they've been like. Uh, my best bet of the weekend was T Higgins over his receiving yards. Uh, you know, good luck picking a side in that, that Chiefs and Bengals game, you know. Uh, so same thing with the NHL. Some of these games tonight, real competitive hockey games. So I'll have some props for us for tonight as well. Yeah, I'm uh, looking forward to it. We've got confirmations. Just our, our old favorites are going to, some of them are going to be with us tonight. Uh, Melissa wants in, uh, Terry wants in. Chris Otto is probably going to join us during the BetCast tonight, and he'll be great to have because guess what? When we go period by period through these games, who's going to know these totals trends and team trends from a period by period standpoint better than Chris Otto? You know, who's been tracking all that uh, all season long. So we got them uh, planning to join us. They've requested in. We've got a few new names that have sent me a DM saying they want to join at some point as well. Uh, I believe our our guy over the weekend that was with us as a special guest, Renus Vitalins from Latvia, is staying up overnight and is going to be joining us too tonight on the BetCast. So uh, lots going on uh, here tonight. Lots of guests want in. Uh, looking forward to that for sure. Uh, we're going to have a lot of people, I think, tonight. So we're going to have to 
you know, if there's people that have been on for an hour or so and there's 10 people, but we got another seven or eight that want in, we're going to have to do some shifting and bouncing people in and out. It looks like that might have to be one of these nights. We'll have to uh, wait and see uh, how it all plays out. But before we get to the BetCast, we have an 11-game card to break down. So uh, let's get to it. We'll start with the Toronto Maple Leafs taking on uh, the New Jersey Devils. Uh, in this matchup, we've got Toronto minus 220 uh, road favorites currently. Uh, the totals in this one sitting at six and a half. Great comeback last night, for sure, uh, by the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. No question about that. Uh, you know, it's one of those, they're one of those teams, guys, that they could look so bad and make no mistake about it. They were bad in the first period, just terrible in the defensive zone. A lot of miscues, a lot of sloppy play, just letting Jack Campbell down. Now, Jack Campbell probably should have stopped the first shot that went in uh, on him, but there were a lot of defensive calamities by the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs in that opening period. And it really ended up biting them. And that's why they fell behind uh, in that hockey game. So the interesting part here for the Leafs tonight is, you know, are they going to be able to uh, maybe have a better start, a cleaner start? Because it's actually two games in a row now. If you go back to the Detroit game on Saturday, uh, that they didn't start the game very well. We'll have to wait and see on that. As far as goaltenders are concerned, uh, we don't have confirmations yet. The Leafs could go either way because it was supposed to be Jack Campbell last night and Peter Morazic tonight. Well, Campbell in the first period last night, probably a wake-up call for the team that he, not so much that Campbell was bad, but just to wake the team up because they were pitiful in front of him uh, early in that game. Uh, and then, of course, Morazic came in, finished the game, played relatively well. So it was probably initially going to be uh, Morazic tonight. I think that was Sheldon Keefe's plan at first. But now with Morazic playing last night, does he go to Campbell tonight? So we'll have to wait and see on that. Probably John Gillies in net for New Jersey. It was Akira Schmid uh, who got the start last night. And you know what? He was better. And it may not look like it, but he actually was better, to be quite honest with you. He made some solid saves, and yet he still gave up five goals, uh, if you exclude the uh, – actually, four, uh, if you exclude the uh, empty netter. Uh, at there. Actually, no, I think there was only one goal that was an empty netter uh, at the end of that game uh, last night, 6-4. to four. So, uh, yeah, unfortunately for uh, Akira Schmid last night, he still gives up five goals, although it was still an improvement from what we've seen uh, from him in the past. I mean, what more can you say about the Leafs? I mean, they can just outscore an early deficit. It's exactly what they did last night. I swept the uh, the Leafs game last night going 2-0 and with the uh, team total over and also the full game over. I'd probably lean with the same two bets. Quite honestly, uh, that's now two Leaf games in a row. The Detroit game, the New Jersey game. I've doubled up with the Leaf team total and the full game over. And that's probably what I'm doing here tonight as well uh, with the uh, Leafs team total, which is over three and a half. Once again, a little better price tonight, though. Minus 140, you know, instead of minus 160 because now they're on the road. But I think they get to four goals again. Look, it's hard to trust this Devil's blue line. It's hard to have confidence in either Gillies or Schmid right now. They're really struggling in net. They're struggling in the defensive zone, can't hold a lead, and really having a tough time against some of the more higher-scoring teams uh, in the NHL. Uh, so I think the Leafs get to four again, and, and I'll probably go team total over three and a half and the full game over. And in terms of the bet cast, this is definitely a game that I'm going to be looking at some goal score props, some player props. I think New Jersey will contribute to the scoring. You know, they're going to be angry that they blew the game. I think they come out strong, aggressive. I think you'll see them find the back of the net too. And Jesper Bratt is someone that I'm looking at because he has been the value goal scorer prop lately for the Devils. Not that Hughes can't score or Heeshear or Zaka got on the board last night, but Jesper Bratt has really seen his play elevate. And he had a couple chances last night that 
uh, could have went in. So Jesper Bratt, to me, is the one that stands out value-wise for Devils props uh, tonight specifically uh, to score a goal. Uh, Alex, what do you think here at Toronto, New Jersey? Yeah, so this is one I have definitely circled and highlighted for the backcast tonight because you're looking at this first period over, you're seeing twos, uh, you're seeing a few one-and-a-halves juiced. I'm seeing up to 170. Uh, so that's awfully high. So we're going to wait and, and hopefully get that knocked down now. Case in point with this, you know, it's it's you got to be really quick and fast with it because you saw this game last night, 47 seconds in, you already get a goal. 32 seconds in the Florida game last night, you already saw a, a goal. Uh, we saw it back and forth with Florida and Columbus. So with these top-tier teams, and the Devils is certainly a top-tier team, not just first period totals uh, going over, but the first uh, goal in the first 10 minutes, 17-1 the last 18 to yes. So these are teams that get off two fast starts, and the fact that they just saw each other 24 hours ago, uh, I wouldn't, I would expect more of the same. So we're going to be, you know, getting ready for that as soon as puck drop, you know, have your units kind of set aside for what you want to play. And, uh, we can jump on the right price. We're hoping for, you know, like I said, one and a half and minus a dollar, you know, 38, you know, 35. That's probably the circle range I'm looking at the fire on. All right. Tune into the BetCast tonight. You're going to be able to see the mad science first period over scientist that is <laughs> Alex B. Smith in action, waiting for that first five minutes, a scoreless start, and then jump in on a five and a half at a good price and a good number. That's the way to do it. Andrew, what do you think here? Leafs and Devils. Yeah, you know, I'm disappointed. I didn't I didn't make any money on this game yesterday because uh, I did have a parlay that it included the Oilers in it with the Maple Leafs. Uh, so unfortunately, didn't wasn't able to cash that. Um, but I will tell you one thing I was kind of impressed with is obviously the fight that we saw from the Leafs. Usually they're the team blowing leads, not, not really the team coming back. Um, so what I really think is when you look at a home and home, you know, I was talking about this the other day. Um, when you play two teams back to back times, we always love to overthink it. Right. But really what's going to change from one game to the next, if anything, the Maple Leafs were fortunate to come out yesterday with the win let alone the puck line victory. And when I look at this one, I'm looking at the first period puck line for the Toronto Maple Leafs plus 110. I feel like they're going to, so it kind of correlates to what Alex was talking about, uh, the information we get from Chris Otto. Um, you know, I, there's just so much to look forward to for that game because I really think that they're going to be the team that gets off to the hot start, not the Devils this time. And you can get them plus 110 and uh, stepping right into the prop market here, guys. This is one that I just don't really quite understand how it can be a thing, but Michael Bunting to get a goal tonight plus two forty-five, uh, and, and to me it's kind of a head scratcher because if you look at the the guys he's playing with, he's currently on the top line. They've got Marner and Matthews back together, and this is as of today's lineups: Michael Bunting, Austin Matthews, and Mitch Marner paired together uh, as a forward line, number one line. And you take a look at these these uh, these odds here. Uh, I just thought it was kind of ridiculous. If you look at the odds for just to score a goal in general, Austin Matthews is minus one thirty five. Uh, I've said it before. I mean, Alex, with, with the way he scores, minus one thirty five. Who cares? You know, <laughs> this right. guy scores yeah. like a goal a game, right? But um, what's Mitch Marner? He's uh, you know, if you look, this is at DraftKings, he's around like plus two hundred. But you get plus two forty five with a guy on the top line playing with Marner and Matthews, it's a real head scratcher, especially a guy that got a hat trick just on the weekend on the hometown hockey day. So I thought that was quite ridiculous. So that's one player that I couldn't refuse to look towards for a goal betting prop. So I'll be looking at that, cheering that on 
while we're all watching the back enjoying the betcast together. So looking for a hot start from the Maple Leafs guys uh, on the puck line in the first period this time around and looking at Michael Bunting to score a goal for me tonight. Yeah, I mean, that he's had a bunch of chances every game lately. Of course, he's getting that uh, uh, that opportunity to get chances, ice time, playing with Matthews and Marner tonight uh, on that top line. So uh, definitely going to get those opportunities. And again, it's kind of like that. Yeah, he's the third wheel on that top line. But, you know, you're also getting the value with him because of that. You know, you're not getting him at the prices you'd get a Matthews and a Marner. Uh, and Marner, you know, over shots and Marner to score goals worth a look because this guy's just he's a shooter McGavin on the ice all of a sudden. Holy yep. mackerel, he's just shooting from everywhere at the moment, uh, Mitch Marner. Uh, and uh, he's getting his confidence that, hey, I can shoot the puck. I just don't have to be a playmaker and uh, set it up. I can score goals. So uh, definitely Marner, uh, once again, you know, the shots on goal and the goal score props now that he's found this newfound uh, ability and confidence and wherewithal to shoot the puck more is definitely something to consider as well. And it's minus 110 again here tonight. Ian. Yep. We talked about it on yesterday's show. I brought it up. With with these shots on goal yeah, props, no sometimes question. it's tough, man. You get yeah. like minus two thirties with these two and a halves, or you got to take the plus three and over three and a half at plus price. The fact we're getting a guy in the first line with playing with Austin Matthews at at two and a half, but minus one ten, I don't understand. Do they just not expect him to shoot the puck? Uh, you know, it, he's not he's not going to just feed Matthews the whole game. He's going to shoot himself a little bit too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so this one uh, sets up. This will be a fun game tonight on the BetCast from a uh, betting standpoint because we'll have some player props. There'll probably be some goals scored. Uh, should be interesting to see how it plays out here uh, tonight as well tonight when we're on the BetCast. All right, next up, it's the old rivalry renewed. The Washington Capitals taking on the Pittsburgh Penguins. It's Crosby and Ovechkin. Uh, we've got Pittsburgh minus 170 home favorites, five and a half, six the total uh, in this game. Pittsburgh, maybe Pittsburgh needs this kind of like marquee game on their schedule because man you talk about lethargic and going through the motions pittsburgh's been kind of doing that here the last few games now granted they played uh, you know seattle detroit and la and three consecutive home games those aren't teams that are going to excite you but now we have seen this team as minus 340 chalk against seattle lose minus 260 chalk against detroit lose minus 240 chalk against la lose that's three straight losses as massive favorites Kind of not interested laying a price with Pittsburgh here tonight uh, in this game. The question is, can you take Washington? Washington's got a huge rest advantage. They've had three full days between uh, their 5 nothing beatdown uh, over Dallas and this game here tonight uh, against the uh, Penguins. Uh, Pittsburgh, uh, actually these two teams split the two meetings earlier this year. Pittsburgh won at home. Pittsburgh uh, won uh, the second game, which was also in Washington. So one and one, both of those games were in Washington uh, earlier this year. Uh, the over has been the dominant theme, and Jimmy mentioned it earlier. He likes the first period over and the full game over. It's not like these teams are necessarily dead nuts over teams. Washington certainly hasn't been uh, in recent games. They've gone four straight unders, uh, Washington, uh, going into this game. Uh, Pittsburgh has you know, kind of dried up a little offensively the last three games, but they've suddenly given up a few more goals, including the loss against L.A., but Hard to argue with that kind of series history. I mean, we saw six to one and four to two uh, earlier this year uh, in the two meetings. Long term, it's six, uh, four and one to the over the last five meetings between these two teams, seven and three to the over in the last 10 meetings. Six of the last seven in Pittsburgh between these two teams have gone over the total, and the total is only five and a half here at, at a couple of books. So I'm going to have two plays here. I'm going to take the plus number with Washington. You know, it's just Pittsburgh to me at the moment. 
uh, is just a little bit tricky to trust as big favorites. Now, the thing is, this is going to be a game that fires up and stimulates Pittsburgh way more than playing L.A., Detroit, and Seattle. All right, totally understand that. But I think we got a close game. We have a competitive game. We have a Washington team that's looking to carry that momentum of a 5 nothing impressive beatdown on Dallas. Keep it going. I don't think I think there's worse bets you can make tonight than taking the road dog price here uh, with the Washington Capitals in this game. And I'll also look at that over, which is 5.5, minus 110, minus 115. Uh, in this one. Alex, uh, what do you think? Marquee game here, Capitals-Penguins. Yeah, it's two plays I like here, and it's the first period over, and it's the draw. Uh, you're looking at Pittsburgh. Three of their last five games have gone to overtime. Of the two that didn't, it was the big blowout win against Arizona, and then the 4-3 loss you just talked about uh, against L.A., so still a, a close competitive battle. And, and these are two teams, like I said, they, you know, they always have a bit of animosity for one another, even though, you know, the, the narrative's kind of gotten old with Ovechkin versus Crosby or whatever have you. But uh, these are still division rivals. These are teams that have had many playoff battles. They do not like each other one bit. So I expect to see a lot of up and down play. Uh, this game screams to me 3-3 at the end of 60. So like I said, I'm going the first period over minus $1.25. That's one and a half. And then I'm going to take the draw at plus 330. All right, liking the uh, draw here at a nice p- price, plus 330 here with the uh, Capitals uh, and the Penguins. Should be interesting to see uh, how this one plays out. And by the way, we talked about how Pittsburgh had been fully healthy and really you know, been able to get everybody back and uh, uh, accounted for and on the ice. And just as that was starting to happen, now you're seeing tonight Danton Heinen questionable. Uh, Teddy Bluger's, of course, missed a few games. Chad Ruedel now is out as well. Uh, Brian Dumoulin. Uh, listed as day-to-day game-time decision here uh, for the uh, Penguins tonight. So all of a sudden, some uh, injuries starting to creep up again for Pittsburgh. Nothing earth-shattering, you know, but a couple of defensemen that does concern you tonight. And again, Washington got a little offensive mojo back finally against Dallas. Remember, they went through that drought, uh, shut out by Vegas, one goal against San Jose. They busted out of it against Dallas, five goals. We'll see if they can uh, find the back of the net tonight. Andrew, what do you think, Capitals-Penguins? Yeah, I think, well, it's interesting what you say there because I agree about, uh, you know, we always talk about scheduling and Pittsburgh didn't really have any games that really mattered. And that's why we always tell people to be careful when you're laying these big prices, you know. Uh, all three of us aren't really people to lay, you know, minus 200 on gains, but I know plenty of people that do that successfully if you pick the right spots. But passable gains for Pittsburgh, if you were doing that, you got yourself in a, in a hole. You got yourselves in some trouble. Um, but this is a game where we're all looking at this game and saying, you know what, should they really be minus 160 favorites, right? Based on how they played recently. But to your point, uh, Ian, this is a game they should get up for, you know, Um, something about it just tells me we're going to see an under here. Uh, It's just, Jay Stone made a great comment here saying that I feel like, you know, it feels like since I've been a kid, uh, since I've been watching Ovechkin and Crosby, their rivalry, um, it's been an over series, you know, but Ovechkin and the Capitals have had trouble scoring as a whole recently. Pittsburgh, to me, their identity and when they play their best hockey is when they're playing lower scoring games. So I, I kind of lean towards the under a little bit. I think Pittsburgh wins this game. I haven't quite decided how I'm going to play it, though, because, it, again, minus 160. Not sure I want to touch that. And do I want to touch the regulation? Hey, just like Alex said in our, our chat room saying right now, this could be a game that could definitely go to a draw. Uh, and so that's why this is a game that I wouldn't really want to just, you know, run to the window to get the regulation line either. So, uh, you know, I, I guess in, in long winded terms, I really like the under in this game. All right. Like in the under, I could, it could very well be, I mean, Washington's been four straight unders going into today and they've, uh, 
you know, they've been, the, the goaltending has been a little bit better too. Vanacek and Samsonov, that combo has been better in recent games. And again, the offense had really been struggling to find the back of the net until they played Dallas. And of course that game stayed under because they shut out Dallas. Uh, all right. San Jose, Tampa Bay. We've got Tampa Bay minus three thirty. Uh, home favorites, five and a half the total here in this game uh, for San Jose. Obviously they've been on the road for quite some time. Uh, you wonder, you know, how this is going to be uh, in terms of a spot for them. Probably not a good one. If you ask me, uh, they've certainly, uh, you know, done decent job on this road trip. One win, one loss and, and one OT slash shootout loss. Uh, in these uh, three games against the Capitals, the Panthers, and the Hurricanes. You know, they've actually done respectably uh, in these three games, San Jose, uh, against, you know, the gauntlet that is this road trip when you got to play Washington, Florida, Carolina, Tampa Bay. That's as difficult a quartet on the road as you could ask for. But here they are. They won a, they won a game. They lost one in, in overtime, and then they lost to Carolina by just a goal, two to one. So competitive in every game. I'd still have to lean to the bolts here and on the puck line, maybe minus one uh, in this game uh, between these two teams. Uh, so when you look at it, I think it's a situation where uh, San Jose could really be, you know, gassed end of a long road trip. Of course, final game of the all-star game uh, before the all-star break, I should say. And now they're going to have to go home to the, you know, I don't want to say sunny and warm, Bay Area, because the Bay Area can get cool at this time of year. It's not as warm as L.A. in Anaheim, the southern part of the state. But nevertheless, you're still excited to get back there. No question after you've been on the road and in the cold of the eastern uh, time for a bit, although they're in Tampa tonight. So uh, obviously they won't have to worry about that. But just to get home, the all-star break uh, coming up for the Sharks. They fought the good fight on this road trip. Can't ask for much more than what they've done. They uh, beat Washington, took Florida to overtime. In fact, they led that game and they blew it late. And then they lost by one to Carolina. So very admirably, they've played on this road trip, San Jose. But it might be asking a lot here uh, for the Sharks tonight. Keep in mind as well uh, for them, this is going to be uh, their fourth game in six nights. That's always a difficult spot uh, on the road uh, for a team from the West Coast in the Eastern time zone. So this could be a spot for Tampa Bay to win handily. And I certainly would think we get a good effort from Tampa Bay going into the All-Star break. Sometimes you're concerned these great teams, they got a lot of their guys going to the All-Star weekend. Maybe are they focused Tampa Bay? But after losing in a shootout to Vegas Saturday night, 3-2, to two, I'd expect the focus to be there for the Lightning. So if anything here, Tampa Bay minus 1.5, minus 115. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Sharks, Lightning. Yeah, I like the over in this, this five and a half. Like I said, this is a, a lot of hockey at the end of uh, not a road trip, but also, like I said, going, getting ready for the all-star break. Like I said, you know, some guys are going home to their family. Some guys are going to be going on vacation. So uh, it, it's easy to, you know, kind of maybe get lost in the headspace, especially if you don't get off to a hot start. Uh, just kind of going through the motions in the last 30, 40 minutes of play. And Tampa Bay is certainly the kind of team that has the offense that can put a team away early uh, and, and make that kind of a coast fest. But I like the over five and a half. And here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to play a half unit on it now. Uh, I've already done that at minus uh, $1.15, actually. And I will play another half unit. I'll try and see if we can get a better price in game. Uh, like I said, just kind of an, an example to use, you know, for the show purpose. But uh, I like the over five and a half now, so I, I highly suggest playing it now. But if you want to do what I'm doing, you can play half now and then try to get the other half at, at maybe a plus five, uh, plus money with five uh, in game. Yeah, this is a significant revenge spot for San Jose. I do understand that they did get absolutely thumped seven to one uh, in their building at the Shark Tank. Uh, by the lightning a couple weeks ago but we saw with florida columbus last night yeah he got thumped the first meeting doesn't mean it's going to turn out better uh, in the second meeting 
Uh, and uh, that's the issue. And you got Tampa off a loss to Vegas too. So, you know, I don't know how significant that is that San Jose's all pissed off that they lost seven to one. Like I said, it didn't matter, make a tinker's dam worth a difference for Columbus last night that they lost nine two to Florida uh, earlier this year. They ended up losing eight four. Uh, to Florida again last night. So uh, that's the issue with that. You know, it's, Tampa is still the better team, and sometimes you're just better and you'll win again. So and we'll see if that's the case for the Lightning here uh, in this one. Andrew, uh, San Jose, Tampa Bay. Uh, you know, I think that uh, yesterday we talked about um, sometimes when it's significant to mention uh, series history, and we talked about it a lot actually in depth with that Columbus game, Ian. Uh, this one's kind of a little bit different, I think, with San Jose and Tampa Bay, just because San Jose and Tampa Bay, it's just Tampa Bay has been so good for so many years. It it, it kind of it's understandable why even just recently or in years past, there's just been such a dominance from one team to the next in this game, uh, in, in this matchup. Um, but, you know, I started doing this new segment on, on another show I'm doing. Uh, buy and sell and we're figuring out teams to buy and figure out teams to sell and the sharks last week were a sell team for me and if you look right now they've kept games close guys uh but they're not they're not looking impressive to me they're kind of like a team that's just hanging on by a thread and i think that that game that tampa bay fell to nothing that fell down to nothing against vegas although they pulled it back they're not impressed with that they're not happy with that they're playing at home where they've had a lot of success. The Sharks give up goals and they've realized they can't just rely on Reimer. I mean, a lot of goal, a lot of teams uh, are getting exposed lately for relying on certain goaltenders and Reimer's one of those guys that they've been relying on. Um, so I think that Tampa Bay on the puck line is a good play in um, another game that I have some props on here. Uh, I've taken a look at uh, Anthony Sorelli. Over 0.5 points at minus 120. That's from uh, our sponsored uh, DraftKings here. I just couldn't believe it. I mean, another guy on the top line here where other guys on the top line with him are, are upwards of minus 200 to get a point. Sorelli is minus 120. And Andre Palat over 0.5 goals to get a goal, obviously, plus 190. San Jose allowed 18 goals last five games, including, again, like you mentioned, seven to the Lightning. Uh, and and Palat, uh, his uh, score line since the uh, in his last eleven contests, six, seven, thirteen, thirteen points. All the, I mean, this guy is playing well, uh, and we're getting that plus one ninety on him to score a goal. That's definitely someone I'm cheering on for tonight. Uh, and the good news is, with one of those being a plus price, one of those being a minus one twenty. Uh, if I go one and one there, I, I break even or uh, or cash. So that's the plan here for that game. But I do think Tampa Bay gets the job done. And I think that's going to be a real good game for live betting. If somehow, Alex, we do see a low-scoring start, yeah, I'll yeah. see you at the window, man. <laughs> we'll see you at the uh, live. We'll, be, we'll see you at punching in the uh, live yeah. over at some point if we start up zero, which this game could be because San Jose has been trying to play that way. They dragged Carolina into a really, really, really tight uh, game with not a lot of room out there on the ice. So we'll see if they can do that tonight with uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, all right, next game is definitely one of the games of the night for sure. The Florida Panthers and the New York Rangers. We've got the uh, Panthers minus 155 road favorites, uh, six and a half being the total in this one. Uh, the New York Rangers can't play like they did, obviously, Sunday afternoon against Seattle uh, in this game against this opponent or else they'll get run out. I mean, they were very, very fortuitous to win 3-2. That was the Igor Shosturkin show. Uh, the shots were 42-24. 
The Seattle Kraken frustrated the Rangers. They clogged up the neutral zone. Something Seattle's really done a good job of on this road trip. Just ask Pittsburgh. You know, all these teams they've played on this road trip, Seattle, they've really made life frustrating for them. Just really trying to slow it down, you know, take away speed through the neutral zone because they realize, you know, we've just given up too many goals this year and our combination of Drieger and uh, Grubauer uh, in net just hasn't been consistent enough. So the result has been for the uh, crack and slow it down. And they did a good job of that against the Rangers. Uh, although, unfortunately, they give up the game-winning goal uh, with uh, 30 seconds left, and they end up losing 3-2. to two. Uh, But the Rangers were fortuitous to get a couple of points there in that game. So they'll have to play better here against a Panthers team that's won four in a row, 6-1 and one their last seven, 8-2 uh, and two their last ten. And I am very disappointed in the fact that I did not stay on the Mason Marchment bandwagon. I, I took a goal score prop at plus 500, I think, last week during one of their games. It cashed in. It was an empty net goal he scored that night, but still got it at plus 500. And I didn't stay on it uh, with Marchment. And since then, he scored in every game. And, of course, last night, two goals and six points. I got to give you credit, Ian. I got to give you credit, man. Hats off to you. You mentioned it last week. And I've honestly, I've been telling some of my friends about that. And ever since you've mentioned that, this guy's just lighting it up. He's looking like a first liner. He's been terrific uh, as of late. And, uh, you know, apparently the six points, unbelievable night uh, last night in that 8-4 win against Columbus. The six points that he scored last night for the uh, Florida Panthers were like a third or a quarter of his total points output in his career. You know, that is the uh, unbelievable stat there <laughs> when it comes to uh, Mason Marchment. And look, he's with a very, very skilled team. We know that. We know how much talent, we know how much skill there is. We know how much depth through the four lines there is with this Florida team. He can thrive in an, in an environment like this. You know, he's not even with Anton Lindell, the rookie center, Sam Reinhart on the right wing, and uh, he's on the third line, the left wing on that third line, Mason Marchman. And he's still finding his way to six points. That's how scary Florida is. You know, it's not just Hubert Barkov, Verhage, the top line. It ain't just Duclair, Bennett, and Tippett. Uh, the second line, that third line is becoming a problem and you can't match up and match lines against everybody. You know, you're going to have to, you know, go with your worst defensive pair. You're going to have to go with your least untrustworthy forward group defensively against a third line from time to time. And that's where that Panthers third line is really doing damage uh, for the, for that team right now. Uh, and give them credit Marchman in particular with Lundell and Reinhardt. So I'm not going to miss out again. He scored in every game since I took him, plus 500 uh, a few games ago. We'll be on that Marchment prop tonight uh, to score a goal. And that's going to now look. Columbus isn't going to uh, be uh, lift, lift, letting in goals and right. It's not going to be the red light district for Florida tonight, like it was for uh, last night against Columbus. But you know, I still think they'll be able to chip in a little bit. I expect a very, very good effort from the uh, New York Rangers here. From a side perspective, I'm very much tempted with the home dog. I'm always interested in New York as a home dog, especially when they're getting this kind of price. And for Florida, back-to-back -back after the win against Columbus, uh, New York has the rest advantage uh, playing Sunday afternoon uh, and now playing Tuesday night. These teams played on December 29th, uh, and the Florida Panthers won that game by a score of 4-3. to three. The game before that in New York, the Rangers won 4-3. So the home team has won uh, each of the previous two encounters uh, between these two teams uh, this year. Uh, Rangers had a 2-1 to lead going into the third period down in Florida in the last meeting, and then the floodgates opened in the third. Three unanswered goals for the Panthers. They took a 4-2 lead. Rangers got a goal late, but too little too late. 
Panthers won that game. So, you know, for a back-to-back spot, you know, they're, they're, they're now pricing Florida like a juggernaut. And I'm not saying that they don't deserve it. They do. They're an incredible hockey team, especially offensively. But this is one of those spots where you're paying a tax, in my mind, for Florida. So, for me, um, I'd, I'd look at at least some kind of bet here with the Rangers here as a home underdog. And, again, the home teams won each of the first two games. And believe it or not, each of those two games also went over the total. And the over has cashed at a remarkable 10 straight times in the last uh, 10 meetings between these two teams. Hard to believe that. But this Panthers-Rangers series history has been one shootout, one high-scoring game after another. And the score is 5-4, Three consecutive 4-3 final scores between these two teams. So, you know, it's hard not to, it's hard to say, yeah, bet an under here when it's gone over 10 straight times head-to-head. And we know what the Panthers are doing right now. Uh, the Rangers over six and a half or nothing for me. It might be one of those games where you wait maybe till a bet cast tonight, see if you can get a better line, better price. Uh, Andrew, what do you think here? One of the games of the night, Panthers, sure. Rangers. hundred percent. Uh, it's just, it's hard to argue with any unders with this Florida Panthers team right now. And the funny thing is we always say defense wins championships. We use that expression in every single sport that we talk about, or at least I do. And it's funny because does defense really matter if you're the Florida Panthers and you have the capability of scoring six goals, seven goals, like it's nobody's business. I'm not so sure it even matters if they have to have good defense. If you're putting up, uh, you know, touchdowns plus the extra point <laughs> every single game. Uh, but look, the, the thing about New York and I talked about this weeks ago, you guys will remember this. Cause I, I brought up a little rant about Shesterkin and I said that I don't think he gets the credit he deserves. And he's starting to get it, obviously. But I, I, I saw something cool. It was from the Score, uh, a website from them. They, they're doing uh, uh, prop betting articles now. And I, I check them out every now and then. Found out that uh, at 5-on-5, five five, Rangers have allowed 61.66 shot attempts per 60 over their last 10 games. The teams that are also in that group with them, Sharks, Canadians, Sabres, and Blackhawks. So the reason why I bring that up is because although the Rangers have been good and they do have an outstanding top six below that, let's be honest, you know, Lafreniere has not been up to par, you know, look at him and Stutzla, the comparison between those two guys, the depth really hasn't been there that much for the New York Rangers. If Chris Kreider and Mika Zibanejad and some of these key guys for them aren't scoring, I genuinely worry these days about the New York Rangers. That's the problem. The Florida Panthers, sure, they have defensive problems, but none of us can argue they can't score because they make scoring four goals look like it's a, an average day at the office. Um, having said all of that, I've locked in. Uh, you can find it at DraftKings. Over three and a half shots. Alexander Barkov. This guy had an average night last night in a game where they scored over, you know, they, they got the total over themselves. And that's what's so impressive about that team when fourth and third liners are carrying the load uh, and playing the second half of a back-to-back. Sign me up uh, for the best player on that team, uh, or at least a shooter on that team, to get to uh, the four-shot mark at minus 110. And Alexander Barkov has certainly been very good since coming back. There's no question uh, about that. And uh, you look at uh, the last three games, he's got a goal uh, in each game and four points uh, in the last three games combined. And these shot numbers for Barkov, you know, over three and a half seems like it's doable because it's uh, four plus shots 
for him now in seven straight contests uh, going into this game tonight. So see if that continues for him. And one of the spotlight games, and this is one of the most ex- exciting parts for me uh, of us doing the BetCast tonight, is that this game is going to be part of it. It should be a lot of fun here, Panthers and Rangers. Uh, Alex, what do you think here of Florida, New York? I know a lot of people probably shy away from Florida looking at this price and seeing, like I said, the second night of a back-to-back against a Rangers team that has been really dominant at home. But uh, I'm thinking this is where Florida, he said, I think their offense comes out to play once again. And like I said, they, they can get four goals in their sleep, it seems like. So I grabbed the minus $1.05 with the Panthers in regulation here. Uh, I think this is where the, the Fox injury is definitely going to really stand out as well. Missing a defenseman like him against this kind of a, a yep. high-powered offense is going to be crucial. And we haven't seen the exact confirmation yet, but I'm, I'm guessing it would be. Why would you not play your best goalie against one of the best teams in the league? But uh, if that changes for some reason, we've got a great price at a minus dollar five because that um, that line, even a dollar fifty-five, would probably turn to one seventy uh, if it ain't Shosturkin and net for the Blue Shirts. Yeah, I mean, the last two periods of the Minnesota game and even much of the Seattle game, it was difficult to get muster consistent offensive zone time, consistent, you know, you know, transition out of their own end. And Adam Fox's injury coincides with those last two games of those are the two games he's missed uh, since the injury. So there's definitely truth to how important he is to breaking out of the uh, defensive zone, getting the transition started, getting the, you know, the attack uh, started uh, north and south. He's a big part of it. And, of course, you don't have him right now if you're the New York Rangers and won't have him for some uh, period of time there. It's it's Uh, weird, guys, because are you guys seeing sixes in this game as well? Or are you guys seeing six and a half across the board? Because I have seen some sixes. uh, Six and a half across the board now. Might Maybe earlier, but now it's all six. I saw a a few sixes this morning, but it's all six and a half when I'm looking at right now. Okay, okay. There's not not a whole lot of – you can probably count on one hand all over the uh, hockey betting globe Mm -hmm. right now how many people are betting Florida under. Uh, of course, yeah, that's what I mean. You know, I, I was shocked to see a six earlier, you know. Yeah, but, that did but, seem low. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not trying to just harp, like, just because I'm in such a, a obsessive mode right now with these props the past couple of weeks. But, guys, it's crazy to think. Panthers are minus 155. And some of these props, like like I said, with Barkov's shots prop is minus 110. So yeah. some people that are, are just so old-fashioned that can't, that don't love the prop betting market, it's like, Okay, you lay minus one fifty five, and and if they lose, I could still get four shots out of out of my guy. Obviously, the vice versa could happen, but you know, the, when I first looked at this game, I thought there was value on the Rangers. I can't lie, you know. But what have they done? Their last game that they won, guys, that was meaningful, was against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Who can you guys say that they've beat recently that it, like really impressed you? Nobody really. Yeah, they've had it. They've had it. They've, they've had a chance against Minnesota the other night. They had a great start. There was no. They weren't flat after Henrik Lundqvist's big night and big ceremony. It was actually as the game went on, they started not to play as well. So uh, that they had a chance to beat a good team there. They didn't. You're right. A lot of weaker teams. They beat Toronto. At least they beat, they beat someone good there at the Leafs. At least, but you're right. Not a boatload of quality wins on the resume for the New York Rangers. And they've been asking a lot on Shesterkin. Like if you're going to make Shesterkin face 42 shots tonight, he's not going to give up just two goals like right. he did against the Seattle Kraken. So it's imperative the Rangers clean that up tonight. Uh, speaking of the Kraken, they're next up. Seattle Kraken, Boston Bruins. We've got uh, Boston minus 270. Uh, home favorites minus 270. Yeah, pretty much at DraftKings, it's minus 270, minus 260 in other spots. Uh, you got the total five and a half, six, uh, depending on where you look here in this game. Uh, Jimmy made the case for Boston in the first period. Come out strong. They obviously had a pretty bad game against uh, Dallas uh, on Sunday night. 
losing to the Stars, losing handily uh, to the Dallas Stars. It's just really an inconsistent mess they are, the, the Boston Bruins. One game they look terrific, one game they don't. Look at just this past week, they lose to Anaheim at home. Uh, they really play a good game against Colorado, probably deserved the victory, but ended up losing in overtime 4-3. Uh, they do enough against Arizona to get by 2-1, to one, and then just not good at all against Dallas, 6-1 to one loss. Uh, to the uh, Dallas Stars uh, in that game, 1-1-1 one, one, and one on that road trip. Uh, not exactly a great scheduling spot for Boston just because they're coming off that three-game trip, but it's equally dubious for Seattle. For them, uh, it's the end of this road trip that they're currently on through Pittsburgh, New York, and now Boston tonight uh, to wrap up the uh, uh, their play before the All-Star break. Uh, they're probably going to get a very uh, focused Boston team, you would think. But I like the way Seattle's kind of played. You know, in these last few games on uh, against Pittsburgh and the Rangers, these two games on the road trip here, Dave Haxtell said going into the trip and a couple other players, McCann as well for the Kraken, and it's a couple other players I read quotes said it. We got to really commit to good team defense, being tough to score against, tough to move the puck against. And boy, they have played that kind of style, you know, in these two games. They have been clog it up, clog it up. Trap through the neutral zone. Don't let any teams have free reign through there. Don't let them get set up in the offensive zone. And as a result, they played two of their best defensive games, I think, of the entire year. You hold the Penguins to just a goal, and you beat them in overtime, and you hold the Rangers to three, and in fact, you outshoot them 42-24. to 24. You know, you deserved a better fate if you're the crack, and you played another good defensive game on the road, but you just didn't get the result uh, to show for it, so... Definitely something to keep in mind here that uh, they're playing some solid defense here. Though we're starting to mount a little bit uh, for uh, the Kraken uh, going into this game. Uh, Callie Yarncroke day-to-day. Jamie Oleksiak on the blue line is now day-to-day. Will Borgen out. Carson Soucy day-to-day. You know, multiple absences on the blue line is bothersome. Schwartz and Tanev, of course, up front still remain out uh, for this team. Uh, that definitely is concerning just a little bit. Uh, going into the game tonight against the Bruins. It's a really tough one, but I'll say this. as I know Jimmy likes Boston first period puck line. This might be one of those games I consider Seattle's plus one and a half, you know, just for insurance, minus 120. I don't know if Bruins win this game by two or more goals. They are just so hmm. mediocre right now. And the Seattle Kraken have really, really dug in, played some solid defense on this uh, two-game road trip so far. Chris Drieger will be in net for them. I'm not thrilled with Linus Allmark the last few starts he's made, but he's back in net for the Bruins tonight because Tuca, you know, has uh, got some issues again, and he's uh, battling injury already and day-to-day at the moment. So they got to go with Allmark at this point in time if you're the Bruins. So I'm not buying Boston in this price range. For me, it would be Seattle here. And probably for a little insurance, I'd prefer Seattle plus the puck and a half here. Uh, which you can get around my, uh, even money, actually, uh, in this one. Minus 110 uh, with Seattle uh, on the puck line. Uh, Alex, uh, Kraken, and Bruins. This is one I've already played with the first period over one and a half. I like where Jimmy's thinking was with the team, you know, trying to get back off of that bad loss. They want to get to a fast start, and this is a, a good Seattle team to do that against. Now, whether they can hold for a full 60 minutes, he said that remains to be seen. And, and like, like I said, with a lot of these games tonight, we're going to see how how, you know, awake some of these teams are early and if at all and, and like i said if they they come out to some slow starts they're down two nothing three nothing especially in the end of a road trip then things could get completely out of hand so i wouldn't rule out a six nothing boston win if, if seattle doesn't show up but i wouldn't rule out uh uh the close three two seattle win in overtime either so i don't want any parts of the side i'm just gonna go with that first period total yeah i i probably will bet that too the first period over simply because of boston's you know, t- 
torrid streak with the first period over, which is a big reason. Night, uh, they are surging toward the first period over, and then the games sort of cool off after that, and, and you know they, the the scoring kind of dissipates in the second and the third period. That's been the pattern uh, for Bruins games during this first period overrun that they've been on. Uh, Andrew, what do you think here, Seattle and uh, Boston? Look, I'll be honest. The only play I have locked in on this one, I and mean, there's such a big card today, I don't want to take up too much time. Is I've got Brad Marchand to score a goal at uh, plus 110. That's all I've locked in so far. Uh, he's actually been relatively quiet as of late. He was a little bit banged up, as we know. Uh, I, I think he'll get going tonight against the Seattle defense. Definitely a possibility for that. No question about that. Uh, Brad Marshaw, of course, had that great game. You remember against the... Uh, uh, Colorado Avalanche uh, last week played very well in that one. And uh, when it comes to the uh, Boston Bruins, we often say this, you know, they need their best players to be their best players. A lot of times uh, you don't know, always sure what you're going to get from Charlie Coyle and Taylor, even Taylor Hall this year. You don't always know what you're going to get from him every single game uh, for the uh, Boston Bruins. So puts more onus, obviously, on the big guys, including Marshawn, to produce for them. All right. We got the Winnipeg Jets now uh, and the uh, Philadelphia Flyers next up. We've got the uh, uh, Flyers here, uh, uh, Jets rather, minus 160 uh, in this one is road favorites, total five and a half here uh, across the board. Uh, should be an interesting affair here between these two teams, the two teams that got some confidence back uh, in their last game, right? The Jets uh, were on a losing streak, snapped it with a very impressive road win against St. Louis, decimated beyond belief on the blue line. We've talked about this for a few games in a row with the Jets and they dug in. They played a pretty tight game for everybody they're missing, all the personnel that is absent right now uh, for the Winnipeg Blue Line. When you're talking Nathan Beaulieu, when you're talking Dylan DeMello, when you're talking Logan Stanley, all three of those guys uh, missing for the uh, Winnipeg Jets and still expected to be out tonight. So it's been a struggle for that Blue Line, but they've tightened things up and played pretty well despite being shorthanded uh, the other night. Good news for the Jets is there's a high possibility and probability uh, coming back. Looks like he might be cleared from COVID protocol and back for the game. He is significant for the Jets. That would be a huge boost to them uh, along that very shorthanded uh, Jets blue line right now. Philadelphia, they finally got some confidence. You know, 13-game losing streak, finally snapped against the LA Kings on Saturday afternoon, 4-3 overtime win. It was a terrific game for Carter Hart. 37 saves. It was one of his best performances Certainly recently, if not the entire season uh, going into this one, uh, we'll see if the Flyers can build on that. So, you know, Winnipeg minus 160 is probably still the better team here, but they're still banged up on the blue line. The, the lean for me is Jets and regulation, but this is going to be a game that from a side perspective, I'm going to wait till the bet cast tonight to do something about it uh, in terms of betting aside. I, I will get in on the over here, though, in this one for one reason. I'm still looking at five and a halfs and the Jets was still three starting defensemen out. They do get Morrissey back. That certainly helps. Still banged up, though, along that blue line. And it's not like we can still trust the Flyers night in and night out to shut you down. Flyers have actually been trending a little bit over the total. And the Jets were trending over the total until that 4-1 win against St. Louis on Saturday, which stayed under. So that's probably the strongest opinion for me is the total, over 5.5, minus 120. Uh, Alex, uh, Jets and Flyers. This is, I mean, it's a game of, of two struggling squads, but in, in completely different situations. I mean, Winnipeg could probably make some kind of a, of a run and get back into the race at some point. Philadelphia just seems like they're just completely out, out of sorts and, and just trending toward the bottom of, of the Eastern Conference, if not the whole league. So 
This is one where I wouldn't be shocked at all to possibly see a draw here uh, at plus 325. I could see, like I said, you know, obviously both teams might want to come out with a spirited effort, but at the same time, you know, both saying, hey, we're, we're losing a bunch of games. The all-star break is here. Let's, you know, kind of just, you know, figure this thing out in 60 and, and, and past 60 or what have you and, and just go on our own way. Uh, and it's kind of that same mentality of like late in the season where teams just need points. If they're tied late in the game, they're not going to try to make a rush to, you know, screw things up and, and go without a point. They would at least get one in their pocket. So if this is a close game late, maybe they think slow down and they just take their respective point in the standings and move on. Yeah, still very shorthanded. Uh, we talk about the Jets being shorthanded on the blue line. How about the Flyers up front? The center ice position is still just gutted. Couturier, Kevin Hayes out, Ryan Ellis on the blue line out. Now they lose that young kid, Morgan Frost, who they hope is going to be a big goal scorer for them in the future. So the Flyers are still a mash unit. And obviously, yeah, and that's why this game's tricky from a side perspective. Both teams, I think, are going to have confidence because Winnipeg snapped a losing streak. The Flyers snapped that even bigger losing streak. Uh, on Saturday, so you'd expect two, you know, teams that at least have some degree uh, of a little bit of pep in their step, following much-needed victories in their last game. Uh, what do you think here, Andrew? Winnipeg and Philly. Well, you know, it's kind of like uh, in the, the the theory that you got me on with goal scoring, which was when a player gets a goal after a little slump, take them to score again. But I'm going to pull the Alex B and say, not so fast, my friend, with the Philadelphia Flyers here. Even the Jets in regulation, the Jets need a team to beat down. The Flyers are that dance partner, I think. So uh, I, I don't think that uh, the Flyers, I mean, look, you mentioned it yourself. You said the night that Carter Hart had. Can Carter Hart do it again? Can the Flyers, you know, pull off something like that again? Maybe they can. Uh, how about Cam Atkinson? You know, the effort of him uh, and some of these guys in the Flyers. I always talk about how they lack depth. Well, they're, they're getting some guys showing up now. Uh, but I don't know. I think that... Uh, Jets fans and Jets players and coaching staff are not too happy right now. This just feels to me like one of those spots where the, the Jets roll in and they take this game very, very serious. And a lot of times when you play a team like Philadelphia or, or Montreal, you're, you're coming in flat. But I don't think Winnipeg comes in flat to this one. Yeah, for, for a team that's really having a tough season, like Winnipeg struggled, but overall they've still had an okay, all right season. And they've still got a potential to make the playoffs. If they have a good second half for Philly, they're out of it. There's no chance for them resurrecting this season. Does it, it feels like their win is more of a, you know, like they won a t championship or something beating LA uh, the other night because it was so bad for them. Yeah. yeah. 13 in a row. And maybe they celebrated a little bit winning that game. I mean, it, the, and the quotes were, that was a huge win. We needed a win in the worst way. We hate losing. And you wonder if they celebrated that win more than the normal regular season win. And they just don't have the uh, second effort in them to keep it going tonight. We'll have to wait and see. So uh, Andrew liking the jets there in regulation. All right. Ottawa senators and New York Islanders. Uh, next up here, we've got the Islanders, uh, minus 240, uh, home favorites, five and a half the total in this game. Back-to-back -back for Ottawa after an overtime win against Edmonton. What a night for Timmy Stutzla. He did it all. Two goals, the overtime winner, a scrap. What can't that guy do? Uh, and look, good on him for stepping up because obviously the Senators need some of their forwards to do that with Josh Norris and uh, Drake Batherson out uh, for a long period of time. And uh, Timmy Stutzla did that last night for the uh, Ottawa Senators. It was a, a great night for him. Uh, he's now on the top line with Kachuk and Ennis. I think Stutzla is probably someone to look moving forward for shots, goals, that kind of those kind of props because he's going to get the opportunity. He's got an incredible amount of skill 
Uh, we know that Nick Paul, even on the third line, uh, chipped in, and he's someone to uh, consider as well. The shots are there for him. The chances are there. Uh, so you know, nice, nice performance, though, from Ottawa uh, in that game last night against an Edmonton team that had been starting to turn it around. But this is a little bit of a tricky spot now, back-to-back, uh, on the as they go on the road to face the Islanders. And for the Islanders, they've been a simple team to handicap. They play anybody good, they don't win. That's been the Islanders lately. But they play someone that's below them in the standings, that's beatable. They can win those games. This should be, in theory, a game they can win, right? They're at home, Ottawa on the back-to-back. But the price is too large. There's no way I'm endorsing the Islanders at this price. So it's a pass for me. This is one of the few games that as of right now, I have no bet on it pregame. We'll see if we do something with it in the bet cast. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Senators, Islanders. Yeah, I've got nothing on this one as well. Like I said, maybe something pops up live, but uh, this is just two teams. Like I said, this is definitely one of those weird spots too. In the end, we saw the Islanders, that 4-3 game against uh, Minnesota, where they just, you know, their defense that, that they so rely on so heavily, it's just not there consistently yet uh, obviously it's a good a good team to tune it up against because Ottawa is not exactly lighting the lamp especially missing a couple of top forwards but uh there's other spots on the board I like more so this is a, just a clean pass sounds like Andrew might be thinking the same thing am I right yeah there's nothing here I was just open up uh, this notepad I had looking at the props that I had for tonight and nothing here I mean the thing is I think the Islanders should be a team we should be looking at in games like this, but what the hell do you do? How do you find a way to bet on them? And if you have to ask yourself that question, then, and you know what, if we're talking about player quotes real quick, the Oilers gave some pretty good quotes, actually dapping up the senators. I mean, when, a, when another team that lost daps up the other team, that says something to me because yeah. either you're making either you're just saying, saying that to make them look good. So you don't feel as bad or it's actually true. Maybe we look towards a weird, sneaky under in this game, guys, because the Senators, remember that time when they were an automatic over team? Yep. I don't know. They're playing hard to, you know, they're, they're not lately. They're playing eight and two to the under in their last 10. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, this could certainly be an under game here. Yeah. And, and the Islanders certainly want it that way. Uh, there's no question about that. Uh, so, yeah, this would be one game where it's five and a half and it's shaded to the under for a reason here. Uh, with these two teams. All right, next up, Vancouver Canucks, Nashville Predators. Uh, we've got Nashville minus 180, uh, minus 175 home favorites in that range, five and a half the total here, uh, shaded uh, to the under in this game. Of course, for Vancouver, uh, they're at the scheduling disadvantage, if you will, in this game, back-to-back situation, coming off the uh, 3-1 win in Chicago uh, last night uh, against the Blackhawks. Props to uh, Yaro Halak uh, in his return for the uh, Canucks. Played solid, steady, sound. Uh, in between the pipes for them, uh, and they capitalized on their uh, chances. The the uh, Canucks to get the three uh, one win uh, ended up being goals from Chason Besser uh, for the uh, Vancouver Canucks last night, uh, and then of course the uh, empty net goal by uh, Shen at the end to put it away. So three one win, nice tidy, solid, sturdy road win uh, for the Vancouver Canucks, and they played very well on the road. Uh, Vancouver here under Bruce Boudreaux. Uh, they've been kind of road warriors here recent games, 4-0-1 in their last five road games, the uh, Vancouver Canucks. So now they're on a back-to-back, though. It's definitely a uh, very rested Nashville Predators team. But is it rest or is it rust? Because they haven't played since January 27 when they wrapped up uh, their home, uh, ho- their road trip, rather, although it was a mini road trip through Seattle and Edmonton. Uh, they wrapped it up with a 3-2 uh, shootout loss uh, in that game. So they've been off for some period of time, certainly well rested, but you can't, um, 
lose sight of the fact that Thatcher Demko, uh, who is going to be in net, obviously, tonight with Halak being in uh, last night, he's been terrific lately uh, in between the pipes. He's given up four goals uh, in his last three starts combined. Uh, The confidence in his game right now is clearly there. Um, Even with this back-to-back here with the uh, Canucks here, we're talking about a Nashville team that's kind of started to tread back just a little bit, uh, two and five, three and five. Uh, in their last uh, eight games. So they've kind of you know slid back just a little bit. It's a tantalizing price. That's all I've got to say. They're playing very sturdy defensively. And yeah, you could be tired, but if you've got that backbone and you've got that defensive foundation and you've got a goalie playing well like Demko is right now, you're not going to be an easy out uh, if, if you're a Nashville facing this Vancouver team tonight, even with the Canucks back-to-back on the road uh, going into this game. To me, it's just a little too lofty this number on Nashville. I probably have a small flyer on Vancouver, even though it is kind of a negative spot with them on the back-to-back. Keep in mind, they're two and three on a back-to-back this year. Not terrible, not great, but not terrible either. Uh, What do you think here, Alex, Vancouver, Nashville? Yeah, this is probably going to be a pass for me as well. You saw Vancouver, they get the win and they had this tweet basically kind of calling out the PA now to Gene Honda, the Blackhawks, because he had mentioned saying that this was the struggling Canucks uh, and then they made some funny tweets saying, well, based on the win and where we are in the standings, we aren't really struggling as much as the Hawks. Okay, well, that's, I guess it's kind of funny. But the fact of the matter is you still have lost eight of the last 13 games. Uh, and, and the magic that Boost Brujo brought when he first joined has kind of w- waned off a little bit. And so probably won't be even looking at the playoffs, in my opinion, in the Pacific Division. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how their record goes based on how they move forward from that tweet. And now you got to play Nashville, yeah. a g- good team. And uh, a, a tough place to, to play in. So it would be a lean with Nashville and regulation, but I'm not going to play it. All right. Yeah. I mean, t- to be honest with you, if you were to bet Vancouver and Ottawa, these two Canadian teams tonight, it wouldn't shock me if there's a one and one split with these. I, I really think they've got a better chance than they're being priced, even with both of them on the back to back. It's just because I don't trust the Islanders and Predators here being priced where they are. And good point by Bunkiki. Some teams are good with the extra rest. Some aren't. Nashville is just two and three, you know, with three days rest or more going into this game tonight. So, like I say, I think Vancouver's got a puncher's chance. That's all I can ask for if I'm going to take him at plus 160. Uh, Andrew, what do you think here? Uh, you know, the only play I've locked in on this game is kind of an interesting one is because we got a goal scorer uh, like Philip Forsberg, but also someone he's been getting some assists as well. Uh, last couple of games for him, we've seen a few shots on goal from him. We saw him get a goal and an assist against Edmonton, a goal and assist uh, against Seattle, and a goal and assist, Ian, against the Red Wings. So I've locked in Philip Forsberg. You can find this at DraftKings to get an assist at plus 135. Philip Forsberg to get an assist uh, in this one for uh, Andrew. It looks like Eli Tolvanen, by the way. Uh, Ellie Tolv- Ellie Tolvanen is actually how you say it. Uh, Ellie Tolvanen looks like he's going to be back for the uh, uh, Predators tonight. Uh, in this game, which is big because uh, he's been one of their bright, uh, good forwards, young prospects, been able to chip in offensively for them uh, this year. So good news there uh, for Nashville. All right, Calgary and Dallas uh, next up here on this uh, Tuesday card. Uh, we've got Calgary minus 120 uh, road favorites in this game. The total uh, five and a half pretty much uh, across the board uh, in this one. Uh, these are two teams. This is an interesting one because to me, I think I, I trust Calgary a little bit more right now. Uh, Then uh, the Dallas Stars uh, going into this game. I like their game. Uh, They've actually moved to a slight road favorite uh, as a result. I mean, you look at what they've done from a uh, just carrying the play. 
If you look at Calgary's last five games, they've outshot Edmonton 47-30, outshot St. Louis 48-21, outshot Columbus badly 62-23 in that 6-0 win. They outshot St. Louis uh, 29-28, even though they lost the game 5-1, and they outshot Vancouver 32-15. They are buying into Daryl Sutter. You know, everybody committed. All three forwards on the ice, both defensemen, away from the puck, their play has been superb. They're committing to that right now. That's been a huge part in why Calgary's perked up again uh, in these last uh, few few weeks and played better, 4-2 and two, uh, in their last six games. And the only two losses were the Edmonton game, where they actually outplayed Edmonton. They probably should have won. And the St. Louis game, 5-1 in a brutal spot. Back-to-back, St. Louis in revenge. And they still, you know, in terms of chances and shots, they were right there with St. Louis, even though it doesn't reflect that way uh, on the scoreboard. I'm not going against Calgary right now. I think they've got something going. Uh, Dallas is good at home, though. We have to bear that in mind. They bounced back from the 5-0 shutout loss to uh, to Washington, and they crushed Boston 6-1 the other night uh, in that game. Uh, important to keep that in mind. Dallas has won four straight against Calgary, too, so it's hard to overlook the uh, the series history advantage they've had. They've done well uh, against the Flames. They won the previous meeting earlier this year uh, by a score of 4-3. to three. Uh, Both teams, obviously, points are very critical for them at this point in time. You know, trying to uh, get into the, you know, make sure they cement their uh, position uh, in the uh, playoffs. Uh, no question about that. Rick Bonus was saying that probably the best game we've played all year, both ends of the ice. You know, when I'm starting to hear the coach sing the praise of the players, one thing I know about this Dallas team, you hear stuff like that, best game. This is one of those teams you don't always trust to play that best game the next time. You know, it's been that kind of year for Dallas. So I haven't bet it yet, but I do lean Calgary. I'm not going to step in the Flames' way at the moment. Alex, what do you think here, Flame Stars? Yeah, I don't want anything to do with this side either. If you look at Dallas, they're 14-3 the last 17 home games. Calgary has lost 5 of 6 on the road, so that would kind of be one red light indicator to look toward Dallas. But at the same time, Jake Odinger's numbers are a bit iffy. 2-2, two and two, uh, his last four starts, he was actually pulled in those two losses. Uh, so that's something to kind of keep in mind as well. He hasn't been the most consistent of a guy despite having a winning record. I'm going to look at this first period over. I was able to grab this early at minus a dollar 15. Uh, and I'm seeing it now at a dollar 20, maybe up to a dollar 25. I think that would be my, that would be my cut point for before the game. So if you see anything higher than a dollar 20, that's when I would wait and, and play live. So, uh, I'm already on it at a dollar 15. I really like that. All right. By the way, I fell asleep on mentioning who the goalies were in so many of these games tonight. Uh, so I'm just going to go. James Reimer confirmed for San Jose and net. We've got Drieger and Allmark, both goalies confirmed in the Seattle Boston game. We've got Hellebuck and Hart, your goalies in the Winnipeg Philadelphia game. We've got Vitek Vanacek and Tristan Jari for the Washington Philadelphia, uh, Washington Pittsburgh game. We've got Anton Forsberg for Ottawa, Ilya Sorokin for the New York Islanders in that game. And we have Demko, uh, Thatcher Demko for Vancouver. No confirmation yet for Nashville. Calgary, Dallas, we have Ottinger confirmed in net for Dallas. Nothing for Calgary yet, but you'd expect it to be Jacob Markstrom. Uh, Andrew, what do you think here? Calgary, Dallas. I'm looking for the team with uh, the better consistency as far as def- defense goes. And I can't believe I'm saying that. Uh, as I've been shocked all year about the Dallas Stars and, and their tendencies to be inconsistent up and down, up and down with their defense. And uh, we've got the Calgary Flames, second best team in the league, guys. Goals against per game on the year. Number one team in the league on save percentage. Uh, Markstrom has been outstanding. And 
Rupe Hints, Joe Pavelski, all these guys. Who else uh, besides those guys? You guys know I get carried away with talking about depth. I'm not going to get into it. Um, if you're betting on the Dallas Stars, you might as well just play some props on Rupe Hints because they live and die by a guy like him. And I think Calgary is more well-rounded. We're getting a pretty good price with them. And, you know, I don't like a team that gets smashed one game, then smashes another team the next game. I don't like that inconsistent stuff. Give me the flames here at a short price. Uh, I, I do think if you look, you know, metrics, you look at the Corsi numbers, you look at, you know, expected goals numbers, danger chances. Calgary's beating Dallas in all of those categories right now in the last five to 10 games. Uh, they have been very good in those reg- in that regard, Calgary. So I- I'm with you. It would be flames or nothing for me in this one. Uh, by the way, uh, we'll get to our last two games. I'm going to be much more uh, shorter and-, and brief on these last two games because I don't have a whole lot on either of them. But before we get to them, uh, DraftKings Sportsbook, we'll mention them. The moment we've been waiting for since September is finally here in honor of the big game. Uh, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner, uh, of Super Bowl 56 is giving new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get $280 in free bets if your team wins. DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in New York, meaning you can bet from almost a third of the country. If Sportsbook, if DraftKings isn't available in your state yet, play DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest for Super Bowl 56. New customers can get a free shot at a $1 million top prize with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use promo code THPN, and get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get $280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. Must be 21 years of age or older. Minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Uh, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Sign up for an account. Use the promo code THPN. All right. Two games left. Uh, we got Arizona and Colorado. Uh, the Avalanche, what else is new? They're at home. They're facing one of the worst teams. You know what they'll be lined right around minus 600, <laughs> uh, like they are here in this game. Just these astronomical prices as this home streak just keeps on going for them uh, on their home ice. Uh, the total in this one currently uh, six and a half uh, across the board. You know, it's just, to me, uh, it's a pass. You know, this is the perfect game to bet in game. You know, there's no reason to go like crazy with uh, peppering this game in terms of pregame wagers. You know, let's see how it plays out. Let's see how focused Colorado is because this is the last game before the All-Star weekend. A lot of their players are going to be involved, you know, in All-Star weekend as well. That's important to keep in mind, you know. So how excited, you know, are they going to be and focused even on a doormat like Arizona, which, to be honest, hasn't always played like a doormat. Look, against the Bruins. Two to one uh, in that game. I can't explain how uh, they lost to Buffalo and a very, very rusty Craig Anderson in net the other night uh, on Saturday. But we know Arizona is still a scrappy bunch. Is Colorado focused? And they, they have they actually took Colorado beyond regulation in Denver uh, earlier this year. So it's the perfect live betting type of game for our betcast tonight. Uh, this one, it's a pass for me in terms of pregame. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Coyotes Avalanche. Yeah, it's going to be a pass for me altogether. I'm, I'm sure I won't be still on the live uh, feed by the time this one drops, but Colorado at home, that's a monster. I don't want to step in front of it in, in any sort of fashion. And I understand you make great logic with the fact that most of these guys, coach included, will be uh, you know 
busy getting ready for the all-star trip. Arizona, you know, I think they've got their one representative because they mandated that one team sends anybody to the all-star game. But honestly, who really is an all-star on this Arizona team right now? So uh, maybe they want to, you know, prove and say, hey, you know what, let's close out this, uh, you know, before this break, let's get a win against the best team in the league where we took them to overtime already before. Let's try and get two points here. So they might come out a bit focused and fired up, but I won't have anything to do with it. And credit to Colorado defensively. They played better lately. And the, the combination, Kemper and Fransos, uh in net for the uh, Colorado Avalanche. Very good. How about 11 goals in the last seven games? Very, very good numbers from the two of them combined uh, heading into this one. Uh, Andrew, Arizona, Colorado. I mean, there's not really much to say <laughs> yeah. here. You know, I mean, I, I could list off some props I like, but even then there's going to be some horrible, horrible odds. So many games on tap here tonight. There's not much. I mean, actually, here's one. Here's one I'll say, and you'll get a kick out of this one because I talked about it last week. How about a save prop? (laughs) (laughs) Because we know it's going to be a shit ton of shots uh, for the Colorado Avalanche. I haven't checked on what that prop would be. I don't know if you could pull it up, Ian. Uh, But to me, that might be one that's uh, that might be one that's worth looking at here uh, against Scott Wedgwood, a guy that's probably going to get completely shelled tonight. Uh, so unless Colorado scores like six goals, maybe he could get over his save prop number. All right, there we go. Now uh, we've got Scott Wedgwood uh, in net. Yes, confirmed for Arizona. Darcy Kemper for uh, Colorado. Uh, Wedgwood should be in. He's one in 10 in his last and 10. And a half. KO's got go. us in the live chat here. 30, what do you think about that? Yeah, it could definitely get there. Colorado, you look at them at home this year. A recent, they only said, uh, yeah, they had 36 shots against Buffalo. Uh, they had 41 against Boston. Uh, they had uh, only 29 against Chicago, but 46 against Montreal, 38 against Minnesota, 47 uh, against Arizona in that 4-3 shootout win. That's that's probably something to look at. I, I wouldn't talk anyone out of that. In fact, that's probably a good way to go. Wedgwood over 30 and a half saves. They've been routinely getting 30s and 40s in shots on goal as a team in Denver at home. This 18-game home winning streak for the uh, Colorado Avalanche. They're two away from tying a franchise record, uh, apparently, with the uh, winning streak. Or actually, would be I think it's an NHL record uh, that they might get with uh, two more wins. Yeah, second lo- uh, Boston and Philly for the second longest home winning streak uh, in NHL history if they get to 20. And they need two more for that. They're at 18 straight home wins at Ball Arena uh, in Denver uh, going into this game tonight. So that Wedgwood saves prop does Makes some sense to me. All right, final game, Buffalo and Vegas. This is an ESPN Plus uh, exclusive. Same with the Panthers and Rangers, actually. That game's ESPN Plus exclusive as well tonight. Uh, we've got Vegas minus 440. Uh, home favorites here, six the total uh, in this game. Uh, bit of a tricky spot here for Vegas, right? I mean, I'm not saying take Buffalo, but there's not a lot of things. There's a lot of things not to like about Vegas laying a price this big. They're off a road trip. That ended with a thrilling, satisfying win against Tampa Bay uh, in a shootout on Saturday night. They wanted that one. Defending champs. They had lost to the Lightning and blew a lead in Vegas earlier this year. And that's why I like Vegas in that spot. Plus Price. I said they're bringing it against Tampa Saturday night. uh, And they did that. Nice win for the Golden Knights in that game. But now they're off that win. You're off the road trip. It's a meat grinder road trip, right? Talked about it. How tough that road trip is Washington Carolina Florida Tampa Bay intense games good teams and now you're coming back home facing lowly Buffalo and oh yeah your city's hosting the all-star weekend coming up and a lot of the Golden Knights will be involved with that um this ain't a Vegas spot and certainly not at minus 440 
uh, for me in this game. Uh, it's, it's a Buffalo plus one and a half for me, quite possibly, uh, in this game. That's honestly what I'd look at. Just for a little insurance, you can still get plus 140, plus 150 at DraftKings with Buffalo. Plus one and a half goals in this game. And look, Craig Anderson is 40 years old. We're, you know, we're wondering if those old brittle bones of him are going to fall apart at some point. But he was pretty solid for a guy that had been out for a while, thrown into a tough spot where he was kind of rushed back because of Pekalukinen, Uko Pekalukinen, and Tukarski, and Michael Hauser, and Aaron Dell, and go on down the list of all the goalies that are out for Buffalo. They had to throw and kind of rush Anderson back. He played very well for first game in a long mm-hmm. time. Now, it was Arizona. Vegas is going to be a lot more difficult but nevertheless uh, I was impressed with Anderson first game in a while he played pretty solid in net for the Sabres it's just not a good spot for Vegas I could see them being a little sleepy tonight all-star break coming up with them hosting it this weekend at T-Mobile Arena I'm going to sprinkle a little on that plus one and a half I don't know if I have the guts to say Buffalo wins the game but be competitive still getting a plus 150 price on the Sabres for the plus one and a half goals I think that's a, not a bad way to go. I could see it being a little sloppy, too, in this one. Uh, the total's already gone up from five and a half to six. Uh, I would agree with that. It probably would lean over the total uh, in this game with the uh, Buffalo Sabres uh, and the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, Alex, what do you think here, Sabres, Golden Knights? Yeah, I like this first period over, especially when you said you see the, the full game moving from five and a half to six, but yet you're still getting a dollar thirty or a dollar thirty-five for that first period over at one and a half. Uh, and this is definitely like said with, with Craig Anderson being the older goalie. Yes, he had that first great star, but you know, can he keep that up? And like I said, they kind of rushed him back. This could be the spot where he gets bombarded with shots early in the game. Uh, definitely don't want any part of a side here, but I'm, I would lean with that first period over. Yeah, all right, first period over for the uh, Sabres and the Golden Knights for Alex, and you can of course get that uh, at around minus one thirty-five. Uh, for this one with Buffalo Vegas first period over. Uh, Andrew Sabres Golden Knights. I mean, everyone's talking about it in the chat room right now. Uh, there's only one play I'm on so far, and it's Alex Tuck over two and a half shots on goal. Uh, this guy went from being a, a pretty good player on the team he was yep. on to, uh, you know, the Wayne Gretzky of the Buffalo Sabres right now. So, uh, and against know. his former team, he'll be motivated. Yeah. Look at Janssen last night for New Jersey against his former team, the Leafs. I mean, it's it's insane yeah. and uncanny. Kotkaniemi this year against Montreal. Uncanny how I mean, many times the former player yeah. scores against his old team. Well, it's just it's just a fact that players yeah. get up for more games, certain games than others. It's just an absolute fact. And the fact that his role has changed so much, people loved him in Vegas because he did the role he played in well. But people always forget that, you know, for example, when you're in like midget hockey, every person that plays junior, like here in Canada, at one point in their midget career, they were a star. They were a midget star. Do you guys think like all these guys, like like Milan Lucic and all these guys that are fighters now in the league or somewhat fighters, at one point in their lives, they were absolute studs on one of the teams they've been on. The reason why I mention this is because Alex Tuck wasn't a, a stud on the Vegas Golden Knights. He was a role player. He was a good, he did his job perfectly. You move a guy from the Vegas Golden Knights to the Buffalo Sabres, and all of a sudden your role changes from, you know, shutdown guy to you're our guy, you know? So uh, the fact that we're getting the same odds on over two and a half shots on goal for Buffalo as he would have gotten for him on Vegas kind of makes me scratch my head because obviously his ice time goes up, his worst to the team goes up. 
I, I think that I think that you know you look at someone's role on every single team a little bit differently, and Tuck is going to have a huge, huge night. I think. All right, Alex Tuck. Uh, there's no way I would uh, disagree with any of that sentiment about him being a guy to uh, bet with uh, goal score prop shots, uh, all of those things tonight against the uh, Vegas School Knights. It's probably one of the better bets to make in this game, to be quite honest with you, because the side and total is a little tricky but it doesn't feel like the best of situations for Vegas. So the prop, this could be a good prop game, which is good in the late night hours, because if, if we're still on, which I expect to be at least for a portion of this game to still be on live with the BetCast cast uh, when this one starts, that uh, we'll have some props here to look at uh, in terms of uh, the bet, bet cast tonight. And speaking of the bet cast tonight, as we're about to wrap up this show with best bets in a second, Make sure you join us tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern time, the live bet cast. Looking forward to it. If you want your to uh, request a spot, on the BetCast to join us during it. Uh, send me a DM and we'll make sure I get a link sent to you uh, once the uh, show and the BetCast has begun. We're looking forward to it tonight. Uh, join us for the uh, first live BetCast, first of many. We'll be doing these on a weekly basis starting in two weeks uh, following the Super Bowl. So uh, we're excited about that. And remember, remember as well, tomorrow is going to be our final Ice Guys show, our daily show. Uh, it'll be our final one tomorrow, 2 p.m. Eastern, uh, before the All-Star break. And then we're off till Monday. Uh, so it'll be a nice four-day break, uh, and then we'll be back for the second half of the season on Monday, February 7th with the daily Ice Guys show at 2 p.m. Eastern. So uh, we'll make it count tomorrow, our final show before uh, the All-Star break. All right, great stuff. Uh, Alex has a flight going to Denver tomorrow. I know he's excited about that, but he's also yeah. excited about his best bet for tonight. Alex, what do you like? Most certainly, yeah. I got Calgary and Dallas. First period over one and a half. You can find that minus $1.15 or minus $1.20. Uh, I support it with either one of those prices. Dallas has been on a nice run to the first period over. And I think uh, Calgary is going to open up a bit more. I know they've been tightening things down. They've been kind of, you know, been uh, more of the, you know, getting a bunch of shots on their own and, and slowing down another team. But I think Dallas will have their fair share of chances, especially within the first 20 minutes. So let's go Flame Stars. First period over is my best bet. All right, Calgary, Dallas over one and a half first period. Uh, best bet for Alex B. Smith. Uh, Andrew, best bet. Give me Anthony Sorelli to get a point, minus 120. Best bet here, top line for the Tampa Bay Lightning against the Sharks. All right, Anthony Sorelli uh, to score a point, minus 120 for Tampa Bay. Uh, best bet for Andrew McGinnis. Uh, and my best bet for this uh, Tuesday NHL card. Boy, there's an absolute lot to choose from here uh, for this uh, card tonight. But uh, I'm going to go with in this uh, game tonight, I'm actually going to go with the uh, – the same bet I had. Actually, you know what? I'll go with that full game over because I think New Jersey's going to score tonight. Back home in revenge. I think you'll see goals both ways. Let's go Toronto, New Jersey. Uh, over six and a half uh, for my best bet uh, for this Tuesday NHL card. We had the Leafs team total over last night for best bet. We'll go to the full game over tonight. Six and a half Toronto, New Jersey uh, for my best bet. And that'll wrap up this edition uh, of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. We appreciate it. Uh, we will be back tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern. Ice Guys, live BetCast. Make sure you join us for that. 11 games on the slate. We're really looking forward to it. Hope you join us for that. Make sure you bring your booze, bring your adult beverages, bring whatever you want with you. We're going to uh, be uh, throwing some back tonight live uh, on the uh, BetCast as well. For Andrew McGinnis and, and Alex B. Smith and also Jimmy Murphy, who dropped in uh, earlier uh, during the show, uh, I'm Ian Cameron. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday, Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast providers, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Download the podcast when you can't watch the show live. Have a great Tuesday night. 
Enjoy the games and good luck. And we'll see you in four plus hours or three plus hours time uh, for the Ice Guys Betcast right here, uh, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.